open the door when I buzz it. gentlemen boys and girls it's time to get up out of your seats it's time to rock and to roll this is the amazingly pulp show recently arrived from the dark side of the moon your host jay hat and winning the bet against amy winehouse about who could take the most drugs and win jazzy yeah Join us today in the studio, special guest Bobby Light, a.k.a. Hightower, and musical guest Jason Sybeck. I always got to dry run that. I, I should. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to episode 9 of the Amazingly Pulp Show. I am your host, Jay Hat, and with us today, we do have Jazzy, we do have Jason Sybeck, we do have Hightower, a.k.a. Bobby Light. Uh, please don't come after us, Bobby Deer Dick or Jason Deer Dick or, or Deer Dick. Anybody with dicks, and just <laughs> stay the fuck away. Anyone, from with us. Dicks. Anyone with dicks, just get the get fuck back. away. Get back, get uh, back. Yeah, today we are expanding our cast by two. Uh, we have Jason Sybeck, formerly of the band Single Serving Friends. How you doing today, Jason? Let's live another day, my man. Yeah, yeah. Hanging in there. Hanging in there. Rocking and rolling. Also joining us today is the amazingly pulp show sports correspondent Bobby Light. Bobby, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Uh, how was your guys' this weekend? It's great so <laughs> far, man. <laughs> there was a hush before the crowd. Um, uh, Jazzy? Uh, it was spectacular. Yeah. That's all I can say. Is it, was, it was spectacular. And I'm excited because we have a huge show today. And I'm excited with the new guests because we get sports this time and we get music. It's I feel... We're, we're, we're moving the way up. That's what we're doing. I'm, I'm very up. interested. I know that uh, Bobby, um, prior to the show, was doing hardcore research, so I know he's going to bring it today. Right. And, um, <laughs> this is the big we're, time here. We're <laughs> <laughs> going to blow, blow us all away. Uh, uh, well, we have a huge show today, uh, so we'll probably just jump right into it. Um, I, I like how I put that twice on the, the intro. <laughs> we'll come back to that in a minute. We'll, uh, we'll jump into it, but we'll come back, and then we'll jump into well, it. I, I want to jump into my Facebook fury. Have you guys ever had any Facebook Fury uh, throughout your time on Facebook? Facebook Fury? No? For the people at home. A fight on Facebook? A fight on Facebook? Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> well, so essentially on my page, um, I have um, several comic artists, you know, colors, inkers, whatever, because I'm, I'm trying to network, you know what I mean, get my artwork out there. Um, and, and I think Facebook is a good way to network yourself anyways, you know. But... Um, a lot of times, artists like professional artists, they'll get, um, you know, they'll get tagged in pictures, you know, from people trying to promote their work. You know, like, hey, you know, um, you know, Todd McFarlane is tagging this picture, and it's clearly a stick figure. You know what I mean? Not nothing against stick figures. You know, uh, you know, my my son draws the best. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I I've, I've drawn some better ones. I love you, buddy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, you know, so some artists have gotten a little mad. And, um, you know, and I completely respect that, you know what I mean? I, like, I wouldn't want to be tagged in 50 million people's pictures that have nothing to do with me. I understand that. But, um, you know, so I posted up pictures, and um, the other day I was, I was trying to um, do a reply to somebody who, you know, had, had commented on my picture, and my phone auto, um, 
not auto text, auto recognize, tried to auto recognize it, recognize what the hell I was saying at all, <laughs> and put this guy's name in there in, into the, the message I had. Well, you know, uh, yesterday I was at the library, you know, and I decided to go take a dump, and surprise, surprise, I take my phone into the crapper, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, and in I'm, the library crapper, <laughs> nonetheless. Hey, you know, you, you never know how long you're going to be in there. I mean, I can remember times before I had my phone, and like, the shits were boring. You know right. what I mean? Like you were in there sweating and uh, giving. You always went in the handicapped ones yeah. to get out the pole in case it was dangerous. <laughs> I always thought that those, those those rails were to hold on when someone else was in the next door trying to rattle you. Your cage, you know what I mean? But uh, it's yeah. So I'm sitting in there. I'm, I'm doing my duty to God and my country, and I'm, I'm checking my Facebook, and it's got a post. I'm like, okay, cool, and. Um, I, I, I open it up, and it's from Thomas Mason. I'm like, cool, Thomas Mason, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, he's a colorist for Marvel, for, I think he's on DC. Um, he's done Image. Um, but I follow him, he's a really good colorist. I think he's cool. Um, and um, I don't know him personally, but his Facebook stuff seems cool. You know? <laughs> uh, so I, I go in there, long story short, and it's, he's basically, um, it says, why am I in this picture? You know, and I'm, I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? And then the next, next one shows that he's posted me in a picture of a guy with his head up his ass. Like, his head is literally sticking <laughs> in his asshole, you know? And it says, it says, get your head out of your ass, quit, you know, tagging me in pics. And I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? You know, so I, I, uh, I'm searching my pictures, and then I notice in that picture that he's, that, that's where his comment is, and down below, where, I'm, where I try to say thank you, it auto-texted in Thomas Mason, for, and then it said ink. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I said, Thomas Mason, Inc., and then the two people I was trying to thank. And I was like, oh, come on. Like, that, I'm not trying to tag you with my picture. That's obviously, you know, a spelling. Like, you know, so I get on there, and I'm like, dear Mr. Mason, um, I, I, you know, please don't tag me in your picture. I said, clearly it's, you know, I wasn't trying to tag you. I mean, I'm short of saying if you have any, you know, fucking brain, you would see that it was a, a spelling error, um, you know, and, and saying, you know, if I if I want to, you know, I, I don't feel the need to tag anyone in my art. I will do it the old-fashioned way, go to conventions. And, I mean, no, none of my other art is tagged with any other artist. I think that's, you know, dumb when people do that. So I don't have that. If you would have looked at the rest of my pictures, you would have seen that. But, of course, he doesn't. He doesn't want to go past anything past the one picture that he thinks I tagged him in, you know. Yeah. So he looks in it, and, um, and, I, and I was just like, you know, uh, please don't tag me in any more stupid pictures. So he comes back, and I, I go on and say, you know, hey, I think your coloring's great. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm cool with you, dude. Don't, don't blackball me from the rest of the art world. <laughs> but just don't do this to me again, because it was clearly an accident. And he comes back and saying, I understand, and even though it was an accident, it's bullshit that people do. It's da 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 you know, and uh, I apologize for doing that, but I will not, you know, I refuse to. Basically still reaming me out for something I didn't even do on purpose, you know what I mean? And so I'm going to drop him. That's that's my end result. My Facebook fear, but I, I felt like I should. I wanted to get that out there, and um, you know what you need to do. What you need to before you drop them, you need to send him a message and be like, "Well, you're not very nice anymore," and then just <laughs> drop them. Yeah. I'm dropping you from my Facebook friend, friend well, number less. <laughs> what I need to do is I need to change that picture to my profile picture, right. and then tag him, right. and then tag him in the rest of my pictures, and tag him in every picture I see on yeah. Facebook. Or tag him again. You know tag him I mean? with the one in the head in the ass and everything. <laughs> then Joseph and the one. What I should do is take a picture of him and Photoshop him with his own head up his ass. And, uh, As your profile. But I'm just like, come on, dude. I mean, like it, it. You know, I understand your frustration. You know, nobody likes to be tagged, and you know, like someone's mooning somebody, and they they tag your your name right on their ass. I understand that's not cool. But uh, so fa that's my Facebook fear, and I don't know if you guys had any other Facebook theories that you had to share. 
Uh, I'm hardly on Facebook. Nobody, nobody battles Facebook. I don't. I like to. I like to. I like to keep it physical into the fist fights. That's what I'm into these days. Well, I'll tell you what. The listeners at home, I need you to uh, fulfill this prophecy of bringing forth a Facebook theory to the Amazingly Pulp Show. Uh, you can write in at the Amazingly Pulp Show on Facebook, or you can go to the um, taps.baldmove.com and go to the Amazingly Pulp Show and leave a comment in the forum. Uh, somebody should join on. I mean, uh, it's a username and password. That's all you got to have. I mean, everyone has millions of them anyways. Why not? <laughs> and I add another one. It's, it's kind of funny because I always forget half the, half the ones I have. You know what I mean? I'm like, uh, was it one six or one seven, two, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, well, that's all I had for that introduction. <laughs> Uh, we have a huge show today, so we're just going to jump right into it. Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> um, entertainment, uh, big news this week. We cover the San Diego Comic-Con. Have you guys heard about this at all? Sure yeah. have. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Five minutes of the show. <laughs> uh, well, for those of you that don't know what the uh, San Diego Comic-Con, I think it was, uh, started in the early 70s, but it's a, you know, one of the original comic conventions, and it's just kind of blossomed uh, from what it, what it was originally um, to where it's now kind of like the big uh, convention for for studios to bring their movies that are coming out, uh, TVs to show about uh, new seasons that are coming out, talk about stuff that's happening now. But, you know, the recent trend has been a lot of stuff that's ha- going to happen in the next year. Uh, so we're, we're getting a lot of that news um, coming through. But, yeah, I mean, and it's, it's, it's also comic books. That's actually a big thing with a lot of people who are in the comic book world is that it's being so consumed by this entertainment, you know, uh, mogul of... Uh, um, uh, you know, directors and, and, and you know, Twilight fans, the Twihards, uh, showing up and getting all the tickets that regular comic book shows can't even get into this thing anymore. Yeah, but it's like the, the comic cons become so huge. It's not just comics. Like a lot of, uh, a lot of, like, especially like a lot of shows. Like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I saw them doing like interviews and stuff like that. Like shows yeah. that get started and people are into like may not even have anything to do with comics and so it's like something for everybody yeah yeah i mean it's definitely spreading its wing for sure i just i think it's 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 definitely gone away from what its original tension was i mean even the uh chicago WizCon in chicago that i started going to about five or six years ago was mostly comic based i go there now and it's like you know adam west you know the thing the thing that pisses me off about that is adam west doesn't even show up He's got all these people that buy out the tickets, so I can't get anything, and we don't even see Adam West, you know, or John Luke Picard was supposed to come one year, and he didn't. Now, I won't bash Picard because Picard, I mean, nobody rocks a bald head like that guy, you know what I mean? And I want to be on his team when I lose all my hair. Okay, well, you know, some of the stuff that uh, got released, I mean, it was supposed to get released at the comic convention, but um, there was a lot of bootlegs that got put out there prior to, so it almost kind of ruined the, the suspense of the convention, like the Dark Knight Rises trailer. Did you guys see this at all? I did. Yeah? Yeah. Yes. What'd you think? It's pretty good. Yeah? yeah. I, um... Some, uh, controversy with it, though. There's a uh, character at the end there. Do you know He's who it is? There. I don't know who it is, so there's been some speculation, but I don't know who it is. I, um... Should I spoil it? Do you want to be spoiled, or do you want to be? Sure, uh, I mean, <laughs> I like being spoiled. Did you know who it was? No. Did you know who it was at the no, end? No. Um, are you talking about the guy? You know, Batman's kind of backing up, yeah. and there's a big yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, That's Bane. Well, there's yeah. Bane, but there's somebody else in the last frame, like sitting up on top. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Now that uh, now, see, I saw a shitty version where all you oh, could okay. see was like, you know, Batman's eyes and a couple, you know, balls going like yeah. this, and like a couple balls walking up like this. I didn't see the background guy because Bane's in front of him, but then there's somebody else. Well, see, now I feel like a dick, because I was like, you want to know who it is? Spoil it. Spoil it right now. It is uh, Roger Rabbit. (laughs) 
Uh, well, I feel like, uh... It's like God's vagina. So, I, you know... No, I don't know who that is, then, I guess. Then, I don't think it's Robin Williams, like you were saying earlier. Well, here, and here's the, here's the only reason I asked that it was Robin Williams, because I remember him doing something about talking about him in the second one, and I guess he's really good friends with Christopher Nolan, who directs the first right. two, and uh, and he was like, I begged him, I was like, I was like, put me in, I, I can just walk by, I don't care what I do, I can I can just walk by and just, ooh, I'm on camera, that's it, that's it, that's all you need me to do, and he goes, I'll, I'll be, I'll do it. Yeah, I, I, that would be interesting, because I think that uh, Robin Williams, um, he played some, like, he was actually in Insomnia with... Um, which was a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah, and it was like Al Pacino, guy. right? Yeah, it was kind of a slow movie overall, in my opinion, but I felt like the uh, Robin Williams character was pretty good. So, yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, I don't know how I missed that guy. Maybe I was smoking. Just got a shipment of Pineapple Express. The dopest dope I've ever smoked. Smell it. Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man trailer was also leaked. Did you guys happen to see this at all? Wait, okay. I did not, but it's, it's going to be called The Amazing Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah. Well, I thought it should have been called The Amazing Spider-Man from the beginning, only because that's that was like his name of his book. You well, know? and here's here's my thing is like I have a hard time seeing how that kid's gonna be Spider-Man. Like I love Spider-Man, mm -hmm. but I don't know, man. It looks like some dude from Twilight's gonna play the Spider-Man. Like, no, I have a hard time looking hot, and not getting chicks. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of I and mean, I have superpowers. <laughs> it's kind of like. I don't know. I mean, I think when he is as Spider-Man, it's going to be like Tobey Maguire, where it's like, okay, well, I don't see him having a hard time, but I think he dressed up like Tobey Maguire. I mean, Tobey Maguire, before they got to the third Spider-Man, in my opinion, you know, nailed the Peter Parker role. Yeah. You know? And he was he was almost in his 30s. I know that he was into his 30s when he finished the third one. Uh, so... Um, I think and that, he went with the emo look. Yeah, I, that's that's the thing I have a problem with is the fact that he is supposed to be nerdy and he still looks. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, it, I wish I could look that cool, you know, with the jacket and the cut off, you know, gloves and the hair that's kind of just like what <laughs> up and uh, what up. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I, I hope you don't look that cool. The the trailer. I mean, if you guys saw this, did you see it? Mm -hmm. Still shots. Yeah. yeah. Still, still shots. It, it kind of gives you the feeling of like the way the Batman Begins was, where something's going on with the parents, and then he ends up having to go with uh, live with his you know aunt and uncle, and then he. Um, spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen the trailer. I'll talk with the boombox, but uh, we can actually probably set that down. <laughs> but uh, we, uh, you know, and then it, and then it cuts to him going into the lab, and then a spider biting him, and it doesn't show the lizard. Although we'll get into that here in a minute about the lizard uh, coverage. Uh, but it looks pretty. It looks decent enough. Actually, the last couple minutes of it uh, is is a point of view of Spider-Man's point of view jumping through the buildings. And the last shot we get is where he's landing on a uh, mirror uh, uh, building where we see the costume. Um, what do you guys think of that? It's pretty cool. It was, it was more to me. It was like more video game esque. Like you're yeah. playing Spider-Man as you see all the the scenery go upside down as he's swinging from building to building. So it was pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah, because it's probably going to be in 3D, right? Yeah, and actually, um, I guess everything. I guess I'll um, kind of jump into that a little bit. That uh, yeah, the, the uh, convention, um, Sony debuted debuted the uh, th a 3D clip. I can't talk today. 3D clip of uh, Rise Iffins transforming into the lizard. Rise Iffins is the guy playing the lizard, and that's spoiler alert. That is the villain that we know of that's in Spider-Man. Uh, but it said it's the you know he has. Human eyes, and he's you know he doesn't have the big lizard snout, but he's scaly. They describe it kind of like the Hulk with scales, you know, ten foot 
tall. I don't, I don't think they meant that uh, it's going to be the Hulk um, like size, but uh, um, but kind of that the, the, the gray his skin is and stuff like that. Um, all right. Well, the last one that got leaked was uh, the Avengers trailer that sneaked online before the convention. Did any of you guys see that? Did not. No. Well, I saw like my roommate showed me something. He goes, "Hey, this has got the Avengers trailer." That was not the Avengers. That was not the Avengers trailer, dude. It was just <laughs> he like showed you something else. He's like, "Yeah, it was gross." He it showed you. Of- <laughs> he showed you his monkey. <laughs> Monkey's out of the bottle, man. What? Yeah, that's not even an expression. Pandora doesn't go back in the box. He only comes out. That's exactly so. what happened. No, he shows me because Dolph Lundgren's gonna be in the Avengers, and I was like, I hope not. Well, but it was like a bunch of clips of like old movies, like it had the Hulk, and so it was some something on YouTube, and I knew it was fake, but you know, I they, didn't realize they re- released the real one. You know what they do with that though, right? Where they fans of the show uh, go on there and they um, try to cut clips from other movies and put it together, and even even to the point where they've changed like the tone of the the color of the character. They did a Thundercats trailer, which looked really excellent. It had like Vin Diesel playing uh, Panthro and and uh, Brad Pitt playing Lionel, um, so. Um, but yeah, that wasn't what he showed you. So, or that wasn't the right thing. Right. He I, put his I knew it was. I knew it was yeah. fake. He it, showed you his Dolph Lundgren, and it wasn't. Yeah, correct. and I was like, Dolph, no, I'm not going to see the Avengers movie anymore. Um, Marvel teases. Uh, well, let me let me back up a little bit. The Avengers trailer that got put online is what they're spoiler. Alert, um, you might want to cover yours. Well, yeah. uh, it is what they're going to show at the end of Captain America. So. Um, You'll see that. If you go to Captain America, you'll see that. If you haven't seen it linked online, it is at the end. So stick around to the end of the credits. I won't tell you what all it shows, but it is cool. I did see it. Um, check it out. Uh, speaking of the Avengers, Marvel teases that the, some concept art of what the actor is going to look like in the upcoming uh, Avengers movie. Um, it was pretty much life drawings of the actors in costume. And it was pretty much, uh, uh, what's his name, Jeremy Renner in the Hawkeye costume and, and, and Nick Fury. And, and it actually showed Kobe... Uh, can't think of what her name is from uh, How I Married Your Mother. She's going to play. Uh, does anyone here read comics? I no. Okay. Um, <laughs> moving on. But wait, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Who is it from How I Met Your Mother? I was going to get in depth there with uh, characters there, but I was just looking around. Everyone's like, hmm, really? That <laughs> yeah. person I never Let heard of. My mustache. <laughs> but wait, 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 wait. Now I'm interested. Who's the, which chick from the How I Met Your Mother? The hot one. I mean, I guess Allison Hannigan's hot too. But if you're into red, she goes through phases. Yeah. Like when she dies, dies yeah. she looks hot. Yeah. Yeah. No. So the other one. Okay. Uh, did you ever see that porno that was that was supposed to be her, but it wasn't really her? No. But now I want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look. Look it up. It's on there. Spoiler alert. <laughs> In case you guys are still listening at home. <laughs> uh, this is this is big news for me, at least. Anyways, uh, the trailer for Walking Dead season two debuted. At, um, debuted. Um, we're bringing Amazing Pulp Show loves to bring you new vocab. Uh, you know, a couple of years back they uh, put Evonics into uh, some LA schools vocabulary. I mean, I think it was already there, but yeah. they actually put it on the educational bill. Uh, Amazing Pulp Show is trying to add its own vocab to the world. Uh, debuted it, so debuted it. Uh, did, did you guys see it yesterday? You, see it? you saw it. Okay. Saw it did you see it? Do you follow the show? No, I don't. Well, we got, you got it. Got to follow loop. the show. Now loop. It's uh, something that uh, right next to Glee needs to yeah. Glee and, and The Walking Dead because nothing goes good with singing high school students like zombies. Singing thirty-year-old high school students. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's 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 a good show. Um, the, the the first season uh, just blew up. 
It was, it was an incredible show. It's based on a comic book by Robert Kirkman, but um, uh, I'm going to space his name, the director from uh, Green Mile and The Mist. What's his name? Help me out here, Cybeck. The Mist, the movie, The Mist. Yeah, the guy that was in it. Yeah, wasn't it? Uh, he also did the uh, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, the main character, the director, the director. The director. Holy cow! Uh, I've been drinking. <laughs> and a bigger cake. You sure that's not drugs, sir? Ain't no law against drugs. Uh, so the trailer for Walking Dead season two uh, trailer premiered. It uh, looked awesome. Basically, the end of the first season was they. Guy wakes up uh, from a coma into um, basically a zombie apocalypse where, you know, zombies break out and he's like a couple months into it after the outbreak and so he's trying to find his family, meets up with a couple people along the way, finally finds his family. I won't go into all the details, but at the end of the season they find the uh, uh, center of disease control and they try to shack up there, but that guy ends up being crazy uh, and decides to blow the whole place up. They get out, blah, blah, blah. It was good. (laughs) <laughs> uh, season two trailer was awesome. I don't know, like I, I I don't give a shit if the rest of the season sucks. That trailer was awesome. That trailer was awesome. It it's, was better than the first season. Actually. Yeah, yeah. It's it's them on the run. Uh, it's it's them under the pressure of being the last, pretty much as they understand it, the last of their kind. I guess because zombies are really the master Black race humans. at this point. Yeah, <laughs> and. It just it has them on the run, and they they have some infighting with each other, and it looks like they decided to split up a little bit. Uh, uh, the music during the trailer was awesome. I mean, just just the way it was cut was beautiful. So if you get a chance, uh, look up the Walking Dead season two trailer. It was cool. Um, I look forward to it. I'm not even sure when it said. Did you see when it said it started? Uh, I think October 16th. Okay, okay, October 16th. Um, all right. So moving on, we have. Steven Spielberg confirms Jurassic Park 4 uh, coming out to be in 2013 or 2014 in 3D. Did you guys hear about this? No. Are you guys excited about this? No, I am. (laughs) Uh, I'm excited about... uh, 3D is cool. I'm going to make this quick because I always go on a rant about this. 3D is cool if it's shot in 3D prior, you know, uh, when it's shot in 3D. We'll see it at that. Uh, it's all this stuff now that's trying to make money off of 3D by doing it in post-production. I recently saw Captain America, and I highly recommend that you do not see that movie in 3D. Uh, the movie's great, but uh, don't go see it in 3D. Um, we'll go back to that more later. Uh, so I'm excited to see this in 3D. It's shot in 3D. Dinosaurs coming out of the screen, I'm okay with that, you know. Um, Steven Spielberg, come back to the series. If he if he directs, I'm definitely on. If he doesn't direct, I don't know. I might be there. I might not. I might wait till DVD. Uh, Get some glasses and a 3D TV. Yeah. Well, maybe by 2014. It'll be like 20 bucks. (laughs) I'll have one, maybe. Is Jeff uh, Goldblum going to be in that one? They didn't say. It was just all rumors. But, uh, yeah, I I would love to. I hope he turns into a fly. Yeah, that's sweet. uh, You know, is this thing going to work? That was like terrible that impression. Is a big of pile of <laughs> that was a sound bite. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm doing um, a character, right? <laughs> moving along. Um, uh, Ridley Scott reveals a pick from Prometheus. Have you guys heard about this? Mm-hmm. Have you heard about Prometheus at all? Not just the pick? Not even Prometheus. <laughs> so much, I can't even say <laughs> it right. I'm the amazing, making them. <laughs> the amazingly pulp reaches even the audience on the amazingly pulp show. <laughs> <laughs> it informs them all. Uh, Band on the run. Uh, Yeah, Prometheus is basically Ridley Scott's return to the alien world. Um, But it originally was an alien sequel, then it was an alien prequel. 
now they're saying it's an entity that stands on its own that kind of has traces that tie into the first alien, which is, have you guys seen the first alien? Of course. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, like the, uh, when they walk into the ship and they see that huge kind of guy sitting in the chair, um, it's a tie into that. Okay. So basically it's about the first astronauts that decided to go out into, from what I, the rumors, uh, go out into space and, um, they find these kind of like gods that create these species, basically create the humans and the human scientists get a hold of that technology and kind of twist it, and they, they basically, from what I've been hearing, and they, home viewers probably can't hear my quotes, but quotes, the quote, quote is up. Quote fingers. Uh, <laughs> uh, basically, they created the, the aliens. Um, so if you're excited about that, the, pic, the new picture is online. It's not much. It's just the guy standing there in kind of the environment. But uh, if, if you're waiting on the edge of your seat, uh, there you are. Uh, Snow White and the Huntsman starring Chris Helmsworth and Kristen Stewart and Charlie Theron posters were posted up this week at the at the con. Looks kind of like Joan of Arc meets the Chronicles of Narnia. Um, I'm down with Chris Hemsworth. I mean, after Thor, I thought he was pretty rocking. Plus those abs. Yeah. Oh, man, they were rock hard. Um, Crunches. Kristen Stewart, I mean, we've talked about her before on the show. I mean, if she... Uh, she she can bring it sometimes. But if she, they do that Twilight shit anymore, I'm, I'm out. I'm going to walk out of the theater. <laughs> and I was like, who's coming with me? All I want to know is who's coming Renee with me. Renee Zellweger. <laughs> Grab my fish. Uh, Captain America beats Harry Potter in its opening day uh, at $25 million. Uh, and when I say Harry Potter, I mean the Deathly Hollows, uh, which is pretty big. Uh, I mean... D- I don't know if it, it was... It was looking to be, get $60 million by the end of the weekend. Um... So, and I don't even know what Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows did for opening weekend, but I know that they took the number one spot away from The Dark Knight, which was pretty huge, because uh, Dark Knight toppled Spider-Man, which, be, which was the biggest one then and there. Um, but that's how we'll wrap it up on our Comic-Con convention coverage. We'll do part two uh, next week in next week's episode, if anyone's still sticking around to hear anything more that someone else has already presented to you on the web. So, um, have you guys seen Captain America? I have not. I actually have tickets for the show this <laughs> afternoon. Yes, I will be joining uh, uh, Bobby Light uh, later on today. We're going to go check it out. I did happen to snee, snee a seek preview. No, uh, see a sneak preview of, of uh, Captain America on t- last Tuesday. They were my uh, wife won tickets, which I actually have to give a shout out to my wife because she made my coffee today. I said, can you make me coffee? I'm on the run, and i got to go. In that and paper said, cup? Yeah. <laughs> and she, she looked at me, and she's with her coupons and says, can you see that I'm not, or can you not see that I'm doing something here? And I said, I'll put you on the show. Okay, coffee. <laughs> uh, so the show does reach out to more than just myself. It does hit my wife and coffee. It hits your wife with coffee. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I did, I did get a chance to go see it. I'm not going to spoil it for everyone. I will do a quick review. Uh, the overall story, um, for those of you guys who don't know, I'm sure you can tell from the credits that it's basically uh, a weakling kid that wants to get into the army back in World War II time, uh, gets some super serum somehow, we won't, <laughs> won't give that away, uh, becomes this superhero, and uh, quotations, and goes on and helps them win the war against a hybrid of the Nazi army called Hydra, Led by a guy with a red skull. Named? Named. I don't want to give that away, though. Oh, okay. That's it's giving away skull. too much. Uh, <laughs> and at the end, I, won't, I definitely won't give, give away the end, because that's 
probably one of the coolest parts. And if you don't know it, I don't want to give it away. But the overall movie was good. Um, the acting was good. Uh, Chris Evans nails uh, Captain America. No, wait, okay, I gotta ask this. The guy with the red... Yeah, 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 no, he's good then? Because like, I've seen him some movies, and let's face it, they were god-awful. There was Fantastic Four. For some reason, they made a sequel. Those are bad, bad movies, and he was in them. I don't hate him, but I'm not really sold he's going to be great. Um, well, let me ask you this. Did you hate those movies because Chris Evans, or did you hate the movies because they were bad overall? There was just a lot you know? to hate in those movies. There's yeah. still a lot of hate going in those movies. <laughs> we talked about see, this before, I, Doom and everything getting played by Mr. Yeah, Nip Tuck. And I, but, see, I, wouldn't, I, I, I think Chris Evans is, is what, if you can pull something good out of Fantastic Four. I actually enjoyed the first in Fantastic Four, other than it could have been way better. <laughs> Yeah, I enjoyed it for what it was, but yeah, it could have been way better. And especially like what you know, that was pre Iron Man, pre Dark Knight, pre you know, all he had at that time was Spider Man, Daredevil, and and that guy's not Ghost Rider, Electra. So hey, hey, Ben Affleck yeah. played great Daredevil. Yeah, so it didn't have much to contend with. So if you set it into the realm of what we have now, then yeah, Fantastic Four doesn't hold the flame. It really didn't hold the flame back then. But yeah. what held the flame was Johnny Storm. No, uh, see, what held a flame for me was Jessica Alba, and I don't know what the fuck her name was in that movie, but I uh, watched it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, the one person that you want to see naked, and they made her the invisible woman. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, but I like Chris Evans. Uh, I thought he was great as Johnny Storm, and that was my hesitation with him playing Captain America, is the fact that, was he going to be this witty, witty guy, because Captain America's not witty. He's not, he's, he's retarded. He's just, He's just somebody, well, it might be some form of handicap, I'm not really sure of his family history, but he he's supposed to be straight-laced, and it's back in World War II, so it's it's kind of like Saving Private Ryan meets some elements of Iron Man meets the Rocketeer. Ooh, that was a good uh, one. Meets uh, Indiana Jones and, and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Definitely I was elements. Say not the last yeah. Indiana Jones of that movie. <laughs> and the, Raiders of the, of the Crystal Skull, that's what that movie should have been called because it raided everything. Raiders of Harrison Ford's career. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, he's in, in the new movie that's doing uh, supposed to be doing pretty well. It uh, premiered this weekend uh, Aliens vs. Cowboys. See, I want to see that, but, I, but I'm like, that's what we've talked about it. Harrison yeah. Ford, I'm not you. Just, just don't use him that much, yeah. you know? And plus, it's John Favre or whatever the hell that name Fabra. is. Fabra. Fabra. Favor, whatever the hell his name is, he he's directing that one, right? Yeah, uh, he is directing that one, and I'm I, I am on Planet Favre. I thought uh, um, Isathura, you know, was good. Uh, well, hold on, we'll, we'll get back to that. We're kind of getting off off the review of the, the Captain America, um, the bad of Captain America. There are some parts where I'm like, yeah, this is 2000, is it 2011? Yeah, 2011, and there should have been. You know, here, and here's the thing though too. Some of the special effects was kind of like, eh, I don't know about that. Um, but I saw it in 3D, and like the problem with 3D is they pulled out different elements of the film. That I don't think were the right elements to pull. You know, push back, pull forward type thing. Uh, so I don't know. So I'll, I'll, I'll have better judgment of the effects uh, after today. Um, and it just it it goes pretty pretty quick. There are some parts that I think that they could have cut out uh, to make the story go together. But overall, the movie is two hours long. It does go through pretty quickly, but when you finally get to Captain America, you're like, yay, Captain America, and then it ends, you know, and you're like, okay, I got to tell Avengers next year. Okay, I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> uh, so that's all I have on the Captain America movie. Go out and see it. I gave it an A-, uh, which is the same thing I gave Thor, although I will bump it up a little bit higher than Thor, so I'll give it an A- plus. Because, <laughs> so it's like 94%. Uh, it's right on the cusp of an A. Uh, just because I, I like Captain America better than I like Thor. But if you like Thor better than Captain America... 
Then you're going to like uh, Thor better. (laughs) So I'm done talking. And now for something completely different. Bobby Light is going to bring us um, some cool stuff here shortly as soon as I find his intro music (laughs) as I slow down this conversation. (laughs) I might have selected the wrong button here. Um, This this is not true. Everyone down! <laughs> we just had a drive-by. Uh, We're trying to get Bobby Light yeah. up. All right, so without further ado, here is Bobby Light. All right, now you cannot be nervous after an intro like that. <laughs> no, you can't. No, no. That was hilarious. I like that. All right. Well, I, uh, I tried to do some, some research in connecting sports to this uh, comic book slash movie media that you guys have going on. So uh, first thing I found out was uh, Cowboys are now teaming up with Marvel Comics. Have you heard about that? Mm-mm. Are they going to be Captain America? They are. Cowboys? They, uh, the are they going to be the American Cowboys? The America, they, they're not. They're just using... There's a little picture. It's, you, you at home can't oh, okay. really see that, but they're... Uh, Probably not. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Let's, let me hold it up first. There you go. Right. Okay, can Everyone you guys see? You got, you got to see good yeah. <laughs> Visualize this. All right, well, let me... Here, for the people at home, this, it's a blue shirt with Captain America kind of coming forward with a shield and fist back with the Cowboys logo right in the center, and it has the Cowboys in the background. I think it's, that's pretty impressive. So, what do you yes. guys think? Yeah. For the Cowboys. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are the Packers? Okay, yeah. <laughs> We've got Iron Man. <laughs> you know, so that's the first time I saw anything. So, you know, I was looking around, seeing what other people had. And they actually have a few more. They have the Lakers, the L.A. Lakers, as the uh, oh, Avengers, cool. I believe. Nice. Um, Spider-Man with the New York Knicks and the Hulk with the Boston Celtics. Kind of cool, cool plays. I, I tried to see what they were selling them for, but I'm not sure if they're on the market yet or not so they're i think they're just renderings right now so they're like so they're they're advertising both and they're just making shirts off of yeah. like that so oh, okay. i think they're trying That's to cool. connect you know the comic book world with sports all, maybe yeah you know get a little more money off of that yeah. for all the kids who couldn't play sports and then they're right. like oh wait shit the hawks wearing a jersey yeah. from boston yeah. i, I like this. boston hey guys <laughs> I'm in. I've got the Hulk. I, I'm not athletic. No, I think this is cool, though, too, because no, I mean, a lot of, you know, I, I, at least when I was a kid, um, you know, you really couldn't read comics and play sports. It was, you know. One or the other. Yeah, you, got, you, got, you could not be sitting on the bench reading, you know, The Adventures of Thor, uh, or you also got a basketball to the head, uh, or, or something different, you know what I mean? So this is cool. Yeah. This is a little combined unite the, the the geeks and the jocks together in harmony yeah well and like of course like the jocks pro- i mean these are cool shirts it's not like they're not cool i mean like that, that la one like looks badass I and mean, i like that one but yeah. you know i mean like even the sports guys would wear that you know stuff like this or at least i would because i was kind of nerdy now who who would be um on the avengers here who would be spider-man do you think the guy dressed in the Spider-Man suit. <laughs> but no, no, I mean, no. <laughs> we got him. We got him. Yeah. <laughs> Let's he go number two. Number here. <laughs> well, I mean, like what? Like, is, oh, like, is, what is that going to be Kobe? Yeah, is that going to be Kobe? Okay. 
I don't know. I don't. Yeah, Kobe's like a he'd do every a little bit of everything. Well, see, well, don't, don't you think Kobe would kind of be Tony Stark? Because Tony Stark's kind of a, a player. Like he gets out there That's with true. the women. You know what That's I mean? True. But he, he always yeah. Kobe. But but, I, but <laughs> Tony Stark never raped women. Well, here's Kobe <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> Kobe uh, Tony Stark can go out there and bang any chick he wants, and then he always gets to come back to Pepper Potts. What did Kobe mm-hmm. do? Went out there and banged yeah. every chick he wanted, and still came even back even to, the uh, chicks that said no. And he's like, hey, he's like, like the sex with Kobe Bryant. Diamond, you know. Mm-hmm. So Kobe is definitely Iron Man. <laughs> um, Phil, uh, Phil, Phil uh, Jackson. Phil Jackson as Thor, even though he's not there anymore. He's kind of a god. Is he there anymore? No, he just retired this he's year. Retired. Yep. Yeah. And it, it would have been great if Shaq was still playing for Boston. Oh, yeah, because yeah, the Hulk. <laughs> well. it, it would work because I've heard Shaq go. Hulk smash. <laughs> Actually, uh, interesting enough about Shaq, Shaq was in a movie uh, and he played a um, Steel, which was a DC comic. Did you, you, oh, yeah, I, I remember you, that. Yeah. yeah, I think you were like seven. Yeah, it was a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he, he got better when he did the, the, the genie one. <laughs> yeah. Shazam! Shazam! <laughs> I used to say that in the shower. Um, <laughs> At the end of the shower, baby. <laughs> Mom would knock on the door. What are you doing? Shazam! I'm, 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 Mom, don't come in. <laughs> um, so, uh, yes, yeah, so these are pretty decent, man. I, I, I uh, maybe uh, here in the future we can find out. What, what, where can we find these at? Do we know? I don't think they're on sale yet. I did. I, I think I found these on it. Marvel.com. Yahoo link. You might check them out. Yeah, look at Marvel.com. They might have them out, but. I, did, okay. I saw him there. I just didn't see where you could purchase. I didn't see prices, anything like that. So I think it's a, a new deal going probably this next season. So who 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 do you think would be the Packers? That would be my next question. So uh, why don't oh. you uh, ask Jazzy? <laughs> see what I think should be for the Packers. No, uh, I think it should be um, Catwoman. That's what I think it should be. Should fuck Marvel. They'll just go to Catwoman. They go Catwoman. all straight DC. Halle Berry Catwoman. <laughs> Halle Berry Catwoman. She'll be like, I can't act. At 45, dude, okay, first off, Halle Berry's like 100, but I nailed the shit out of her. She is no, she's amazing. Like, she's 45, 48. Yeah, but for that, 45, yeah. name all the other celebrities that are that right hot at 45. Huh? That's right in your wheelhouse, man. It yeah. is. It's right in my, my realm. There it goes. Yeah. My, I go Mila Kunis, Halle Berry. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> See, I thought it was Mila Kunis, Betty White. <laughs> well, I have a range. <laughs> well, who, well, okay, okay, okay. Who could say Betty. this? Who could say who wouldn't? If, if Betty White said that she wanted to fuck you, who would say they? Who would say no? Because who on this earth can still say that they fucked Betty White and is still alive? <laughs> well, I, I'd flip that on you and say who who. Who could say they haven't fucked Betty White? <laughs> She's been around long enough to say. No, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying most of them have to be dead by now. I mean, come on. Oh, she's still ticking. Unless she, like, rocked their world or something. Oh, she'd rock my world. I'd fuck Betty White. <laughs> Betty, if you're out there, I want to get on the show. Jazzy will fuck you. <laughs> Jazzy wants to make sweet love with Let's you. Let's get it on. Yeah. With your machine gun jubblies. Um What else do we got? So, speaking of the Packers, um, there's this one once famous quarterback the Packers had, number four. Um, he's Is Favre? I just saw his name Dr. Doom? this this afternoon <laughs> as a uh, possible candidate to go to the Philadelphia Eagles. Really? Yeah. That's what I just saw from a uh, one of the writers for the Philadelphia Times, I believe it was, saying that if they trade uh, Kevin Cole to wherever they can trade him for, they might bring him far as the uh, veteran backup to Michael Vick. Why is he always really? the backup now? <laughs> well, he didn't back up last year. Yeah. He just destroyed uh, right. a team all on his own. And here's the well, thing: when I go to the Jets as a backup, 
No, no he went there and started. He started until that, until he got knocked out last yeah. year. But um, here's my thing about Favre. Like, whatever. I guess if he wants to come back, he can do, he can do whatever the hell he wants. I really don't care at this point. But um, really, you're going to come back as a backup? Like, yeah, yeah. You, and, and, and the Vikings are surprised because, like, we had Favre for all those years. And it's like, he has two good years, one, two good right. years. And then he has one year where he's just shit. Yeah. And, like, that was last year. <laughs> yep. But they uh, they made the connection. You know, Andy Reid was you know his coach back in the day yeah. with the Packers. So yeah. I can see a little truth in that, but it's hard to see maybe him, him and, coming back. Yeah, I, I so don't. Because he got beat up last year. Yeah, and the year before the right. Saints game. You know yeah. what they should do is the Eagles should change their mascot to just a big giant penis. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the worst thing is? I was watching some show. I thought I'd never see Fire's penis, but no, they flipped it on there. The picture yeah. where he's just laying like yeah. this. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. And he's just laying like this. With this what rocks. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I could go on my whole life without ever seeing that. And it's kind of blurred. Where did you say that? It's, it was for the viewers at home. Uh, for the viewers at home, in case you're wondering, you want to see a blurred picture of Fire's penis, you can either go, <laughs> you can go on the uh, Late Show with Craig Ferguson and look that up. Or... You can call the the smoking hot lady he texted to. I'm sure she's willing <laughs> right. to show you. <laughs> right, right. This looks like his part of his anatomy. Was he a part of the uh, cockfight? I'm proud of you fellas. You all kept your head on a swivel, and that's what you got to do when you find yourself in a vicious cockfight. No? You have some sound effects going on too? He's trying. He wants to j- join in on it. I wanted to talk about the cockfight. You, <laughs> you want to compete? Um, okay, well... Good on fire. Cool, cool. So, uh, next little connection I had, I just saw uh, Tiger Woods gets a bio biography in a comic book form. Just came out last week. Um, what are your thoughts on this fame? It's called Fame Tiger Woods biography. As a comic Does he book. fuck a new woman every day? Is it going to document? I don't know. I just saw it, and then uh, they've done ones with uh, Lady Gaga. Uh, Michelle oh. Obama, Sarah Palin. Oh, is it Mark the uh, blue something blue comics? Oh yeah, I got it right here. Blue Water Productions. Yeah, blue. I you know I I I know of them. I don't I don't read them, but that for some reason they're doing like a bunch of different biographies on these these celebrities in in, in comic book form. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that's the same thing. Trying to get you know people outside of the comic book world trying to you know jump into that <laughs> I think that they media. gotta expand it though Be- people yeah, yeah people uh, cause people are shit people aren't even re- buying books anymore they're just no. getting those little things in there yeah little, uh, uh, yeah I don't know I mean for me personally I, I wouldn't buy it but I mean someone who who might you know be interested in Lady Gaga or how looking for that end to comics <laughs> they wanna find <laughs> out how to get in there and Tiger Woods you know, but if it's maybe a start, start, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Tiger Woods is a superhero. He nails a chick every day. <laughs> I'm the, I'm a nine. <laughs> Son, you get a nine holer. <laughs> Captain America. No, I want that one. The uh, Tiger Woods. <laughs> so you want Captain America? No, I want to see uh, Tiger Woods drive this chick nine. <laughs> Four. <laughs> Speaking of uh, nailing chicks, I guess uh, Charlie Sheen. In the uh, Major League movie, they just did a little review in Sports Illustrated. It's 22-year anniversary, yada, yada. Um, the uh, director, David Ward, said he might be doing a sequel to Major League. Re- so it, He like said he has four? one written. Major League, yeah. Well, he's only he only wrote the first one. Oh, okay. Directed the second one. And the third one just like out there in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so he has, Straight to TV. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Probably was. 
Uh, he says he has one written. He's trying to get get a hold of all the guys to uh, do one, you know, post baseball. See what see what they're up to. He's winning though. Charlie Sheen winning, winning exactly. Speaking of fucking I think checks, they Charlie all, Sheen. <laughs> I think they all have. Uh, <laughs> I think they all have rec- records now too. Because you got Charlie Sheen. Uh, he has some former like prison record, doesn't he? There's all oh, there we go. Yeah, and then Wesley Snipes, uh, he's oh, back true. in the country. Still in jail, right? <laughs> yeah. They can film his part from jail. I saw, I saw a movie. <laughs> around the cell. <laughs> I, I saw a movie with Wesley Snipes, and it was like it was like a couple of years ago, and there it was like a prison fighting movie where he's fighting, and I'm like, he's probably in jail, and they're like, well, fuck it, he was contracted. Yeah. We'll just have him fight in the jail. We can do the sequel here, too. <laughs> <laughs> We've got four years of him contracted. What would be cool is if they did the... Um, Shot this because I mean obviously they've got uh, Bob Euchre in there. It would be cool yeah. if they shot at the Brewer Stadium, yeah, uh, Miller Park. Yeah, well, I, I I just saw that and I forgot that he was yeah. even in the movie. Yeah. yeah, but he always, you know what? Here's my thing about Bob Euchre. I don't think you were born yet. I watched it the other day. It's on. It was on TV. Mm. Um, I have time because I don't work a lot. <laughs> and but no, uh, uh, Bob Euchre. He was on it. And what freaks me out about Bob Euchre is those Usinger sausage commercials. Mm. He just seems a He's little creepy. too excited yeah. about them. He's like, Usinger, is so good. Yeah. <laughs> All those sausages hanging around. Yeah. And stuff. Like, He's just Whoa. like, that's probably his house. <laughs> for those of you who don't know who Usinger sausages are, uh, <laughs> for the home shopping game, for those of you listening in China, that's <laughs> our fans in China. <laughs> that's, a, that's a local, uh, it's local, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Right. Milwaukee. Alright, um... So they're, well, kinda, they're thinking about the second one. Uh, did you see that he, he admitted to using steroids in that movie? Yeah, I did see yeah. that. Euchre? Yeah. No, 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 no. Charlie Sheet. Charlie Sheet. He said it bumped his fastball up like six, seven mile an hour, so... I, I, I he filmed is, his why would they need to do that for a movie? Yeah. <laughs> they said they did a lot of shots where he was actually, you know, 10, 15 feet closer than what a real pitcher would be, so it would look faster, so it's like, exactly, why would you need to do that, but... He did Whoa. it. Yeah. He admitted to it. That would explain the haircut. Exactly. He said that was also one of the things that pissed him off. He said, combine the steroids, you know, aggravation with his haircut. People make a part of him. He just went off on people all the time at the bars and stuff. Yeah. So, it's really sheen. So, what's his excuse now? <laughs> he doesn't know. know his excuse anymore. Do not know. All right. A um, little video game action. Uh, Madden 12 comes out here in August. Oh, really? Are they all going to yeah. be, like, standing no. around? They're going to be like, Locked we don't out. have a job. No. <laughs> no. Um, Go home and fuck your wife. <laughs> I'm mad in 12. <laughs> what to do? Hold out for more money because oh, you don't have enough. <laughs> I should have brought that in. Uh, in the Sports Illustrated this week, they had a list of what everybody was up to during the offseason. There's, like, arrests and, you know, caught for drugs. And there's yeah. so many. What was it? Just tally marks. Left Purple drink. Wait, Ocho, uh-huh. Ocho Cinco thought that he was going to be able yep. to play soccer professionally. Yep. He got his ass handed to him. I'm like, dude, that's a totally different sport. Exactly. You may be fast, man, but it takes a lot of other skills, too. Exactly. But, yeah. So that Matt comes out. And then an uh, old school game that's coming back, NBA Jam. Oh, oh yeah. On Fire Edition comes out here they in have, October. They have one at the Best Buy that you can play at the, the one in Brookfield. Yeah. And me and me and my friend went in there a little messed up, just wasting time. And like we're like, oh, let's just play this. So we start playing it. And like we start playing, we play a game, then we start getting intense, and we're like, fuck you in the middle of it. You know, we're going back and forth. We play like three games, we turn around, the whole Best Buy <laughs> is like all the whole staff is just sitting here watching us play this game. There's like a crowd, and they're like cheering us on. And we're like, yeah! So so nice. it's a good it's a good game though because yeah, it's on the NBA system. Jam is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was. But are they are they gonna have Jordan this time? 
I think they have all the old characters. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Well, because I know like Jordan wasn't yeah, he wasn't in, in the original. He, he, yeah. He's easy. He's like he's Scotty Pippen and Horace Grant. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, who the yeah. fuck are these players? All the Bulls fans, <laughs> even in Chicago, like, who the fuck's Horace? Gotcha. <laughs> Cool. Well, I got one last thing, then we'll uh, jump back to the uh, the music. Um, they're doing a uh, Veterans Day ba college basketball game in November 11th on Veterans Day between uh, Michigan State and North Carolina. They're playing on the uh, top deck of the uh, let's see the USS Carl Vincent, the same uh, aircraft carrier that uh, buried Ob Osama bin Laden oh, a while right. ago. Yeah, so they're gonna dock that. Well, more it's of a throw-off. Dock that in San Diego and uh, swim. Play, yeah, right. Play a little, play a little basketball on top of the the top deck. They're gonna use Osama's head as the basketball. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. Well, I guess, it's not bouncing. You know, I was excited for the sports and uh, sports part, and I was gonna ask you this before, especially yeah. before we switch on the sports part. Um, a week or two ago, when that uh, when that one guy threw the in the Rangers game, he threw the ball to the guy, yeah. and the guy fell off and mm -hmm. died and whatever. Um, that's the second time in the last two years that someone's died at that stadium for a similar incident oh, falling right. off. And that's the only place in, like, ever in baseball. Do you think, as a sports analyst, um, that and our sports show interrogus, because right, I'm going to make up words yeah. here at the minute. Did you say interrogus? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a mix between a terrorist. Where were you last night at the Brewers game? <laughs> Uh, we make up words here. I thought that was part of the game. You're blowing Bob Uecker. <laughs> With your oozing us. Um, <laughs> what, uh, what do you think? Uh, do you think that they're going to like put like more restraints around the baseball? Because like, I've been to Milwaukee yeah. Miller Park, and if some of those guys were on the ledge, they would fall off yeah. even just standing. Like, there's some drunk I people. definitely think that will be looked at over the soft season for, for all stadiums. You yeah. know, check their heights on their railings, all that stuff. Uh, the Texas Stadium has raised their railings. Already in their last week or so, now they're like six inches or whatever, so people have, are less likely to fall over there. They put a tarp <laughs> in between. Inch by inch. <laughs> yeah, right. Is this enough? Well, yeah. you can't get them too high because it's in sight lines already, yeah. so it's like a catch-22. Yeah. You keep them safe or do you let them see the game? They could box <laughs> or, though, like do like a box where it's, you know, has put the plexiglass in yeah. front of them, but yeah. you don't get that feeling of... Yeah, but people... But you, you, pay all that money. Money. So, you could do, you could do <laughs> nuts all the way around, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I think they should do. Um, everyone who, who sits in those front seats should have the like bungee cords strapped. strapped <laughs> That'd be right now. Well, it, I mean, it's so sad that like I mean, like what you it wasn't it wasn't the drunk guy that you see in Miller no. Park. It's the it was the guy who was like the all American firefighter yep. whose son's waiting there at six years old yep. up at the top. Oh, hey, Dad! I'm never gonna like baseball <laughs> well, again. I, I, did you guys um, hear about the uh, the guy who dropped his daughter to catch a baseball? <laughs> I <just> like, <laughs> <laughs> or the guy that got out of the way and let his uh, let his girlfriend get hit by the ball. <laughs> <laughs> so was that they, was that the one that went on the was it Tosh point oh? Yeah. And they're like. He's like, are you guys together anymore? She's like, fuck no. <laughs> but um, uh, there was that question for that. Uh, another question for you, speaking, sticking with baseball. Um, the uh, the uh, San Diego Padres had that huge fan fight thing, right? That was earlier this year. Oh, that was uh, San Francisco and L.A. Okay, okay. Yeah. So what? I don't even know what happened. The Giants fan went to L.A. to watch the it was opening weekend, I think it was. Yeah, it was like opening uh, day, actually. Opening day, yeah. And uh, just going to a game wearing his Giants colors, yeah, what, whatever. And uh, I think post game, some guys just came up and jumped him and beat the crap out of him. He was in critical critical condition for months, I think. He's I think he wow. still is he's, actually. Is he? Yeah. He's still in the hospital. He just had surgery again like this week. Wow. So yeah, it's so that's, the, that goes a little overboard for uh, you know. Well, LA's pretty safe, yeah. but uh, 
but uh, it's in the beer. <laughs> but so okay, so do you think then they'll amp up security? They did. They did uh, for the next next round of uh, Dodger Giant games. They had a lot more security. I was there. worried. For the them. problem is though, the Dodgers have no money. They're in bankruptcy. So yeah. The, so so <laughs> they're like, please stop doing that. Yeah, right. <laughs> they can hire the gangs. I mean, they'd be like, just run your drug money out of here. <laughs> yeah. Just a little. Well, cash. They'll have a little stand right next to the the waffles or. Um, <clears throat> One last question, also as well. Uh, are we gonna have football this year? Because it's probably gonna be solved this week. Yeah, I guess. this but. week. This is what's look like. This week's just coming down to players have to vote on it. They'll get all that stuff taken care of this week. They'll have to recertify so they're a union again. They're saying by the end of the week, let all that taken care of, and everybody else start showing up again uh, next weekend. Are we gonna miss any football? I don't think we'll miss any Pre-season football. Either. Preseason, maybe, <clears throat> but I think like. I think they just wanted to skip out of training camp. Like, I think that was the whole prolonging. Like, well, let's... Yeah, the players weren't too upset about that. The owners want to get this thing back going because uh, uh, preseason games are like their bread and butter. They're, they're, not play, they're not paying the players their full salary, but mm-hmm. they're making us as fans pay full ticket prices. So Right. They're making, for all... The for all four that, preseason games. Yeah. Yeah, so they're making money left and right, but yeah. not having to spend as much. So they want to get this thing done and get all the preseason games in. Players don't really care about the preseason, so... Yeah, yeah, they don't. Little, they don't. There's still a little leeway. But like, but I've noticed they all the players that do skip out of training camp usually get injured and shit like that too. So like, that there's probably gonna be a lot more injuries this yeah, year. That could definitely be an issue. That's my guess. Anyway, that's what I got. Well, Bobby, thanks for bringing it to the show today. No problem. We appreciate it, Anytime. and uh, um, look for Bobby more in the future. Uh, Um, I'm going to jump real quick into a comic book review uh, real quick, and then we're going to get into uh, our interview with Jason. Um, we want to look at uh, Invincible. If this is not a book uh, you've read, you need to pick it up. I'm, I'm sure you guys haven't read it yet, uh, but if you like the, if you like the, uh, here you go, if you like the um, Walking Dead, uh, this is another book by Robert Kirkman. Uh, it's actually, in my opinion the better of the two. I, I really like the zombie aspect of The Walking Dead, and it's definitely a great show now, but uh, I'm more in the superhero element, and uh, Invincible's bringing it. I got into uh, the first, uh, I guess, trade paperback, and then kind of didn't follow up on the series, and then I picked up a couple issues, 78, or 60, or 69 and 70 uh, last week. Uh, it just really brought me in, so I went out and bought trade paperback for 71 through 78. It's a great story. It's a little bit different. It's kind of like Spider-Man meets Superman, except uh, uh, your dad that gave you the powers actually turns out to be the bad guy, uh, and you have to defeat him. And then later on, you find out he comes from a planet of all Superman people, and they're all hell-bent on uh, taking over the universe. Um, uh, It reeled me in. It's a great book. You guys need to go out and check it out. It's called Invincible. Um, I just I think that Robert Kirkman is is just at his peak right now. Just definitely bringing it. Art's good, um, story is good, uh, and and especially what's cool about the trade paperback is it has the behind the scenes. So if you're an aspiring artist, it's great because it shows how uh, Ryan Otley, the artist, does his layouts, um, the kind of thought process behind it all, and it has commentary uh, between Otley and um, Kirkman about each of them. So if you get a chance, go check it out. Uh, this one in particular deals with the Vilt- Viltrumet War. Actually, let me see that real quick, so I can pronounce this right. Uh, the Viltrumite War. 
<laughs> that sounded way better. In, in, my head, in my head, it was pronounced correctly, but whether or not it came out correctly. Uh, so if you guys get a chance to go check that out, it is awesome. It is probably one of the best books on the uh, the uh, market right now. Uh, we're, uh, we'll, we'll get into musical flashbacks with Jazzy next week. Uh, we're running a little long on time. Um, uh, I want to jump into the interview with Jason Seibeck. Uh Jason was in a band called Single Serving Friends. Um, you guys just did a, a reunion uh, show, didn't you? Uh, you it was to? a while ago, actually. A while ago? Um, okay. Maybe about eight months ago eight months, months ago has yeah. been that long since yeah. i talked to you um <laughs> yeah that's old on the site there that's old region okay show. so i don't know maybe we'll get together again do another one sometime soon well from from what i hear i mean you you sent me the link to your your uh myspace page i checked out the songs um i like it it, it sounded good it actually um a lot of people, I'm sure you ran into this experience yourself, but a lot of people, when you say, oh, I'm in a band or I'm a musician, they're like, oh, I, I am too, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they, they send you their stuff, or like, let's get together and jam, and like, they can't play, <laughs> play exactly. music at all, you know, and you're just kind of like, okay, uh, how do I get out of this <laughs> yeah, situation? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, I checked it out, and I listened to it, and I, I liked it. It's rock, and I, I really can't put my finger on what it sounds like, uh, or what type of, how you label it, um, but I kind of got... I kind of got the, the Paramore feel to it. If I could, yeah, know. I mean, a lot, uh, we didn't really try to go for that. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of how it came out a little sure. bit, just because of the girl singer. Um, we tried to, you know, not be that, try to be something on our own right. as well. But, you know, with a uh, girl singer, a lot of people are like, well, you guys are Paramore or whatever. Sure. So, well, but, um, yeah, I mean, um, we did get that. And, I mean, it's it's not bad. It's not, you know, and it's not bad if somebody, like, know says that you like this band which is which is cool i mean yeah. it, that's not bad but I, mean, I, I was almost kind of hesitant because i remember you know you would sit there and you play songs i mean i used to be in a band a while ago and um you play music and you you, you play songs and you, in your head you you, you know what you want to sound like and yeah. of course you have your influences that you think you sound like and then someone comes up and you're like you know who that reminds me of that reminds me of Neil Diamond. <laughs> what the? <laughs> this is Nirvana, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I'd be like, okay, I guess you, everyone takes away what they want from it. Um, but yeah, so I definitely, I was almost kind of hesitant to say that just because, but I think, oh, though, <laughs> I think though, too, and I don't think Paramore is a bad band by any means. Um, I, I, I'm a big fan of um, rocking bands with girl singers. You know, I, I just, I just, you don't see enough of that. Like when you do see the girl singers, it's a, a Katy Perry yeah. or a Britney Spears. Whoa, or whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm along with all the shit that we made fun of. Twilight. Uh, everything <laughs> that we made fun of. But you fuck with Katy Perry. You're fucking with, yeah, I keep going, that's fine. Katy Perry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, so that's what you get a lot of times, but, uh, well, let's let's take a couple steps back here sure. and and just kind of I want to break it down with a few questions here. Uh, how, how exactly did you get into music? Uh, as in my band or just music in general? Just mu- just music <laughs> in general because I think that fourth grade or quarter I guess playing hot <laughs> cross buns. <laughs> <laughs> you look sweet. Wait a minute. You found something to blow into, and it was called hot cross buns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, as far as rock music goes, you know, just in the basement like this, uh, me and my friends were just bored one day, and we're like, hey, let's go to the music store and buy some instruments, you know, and at the time, you know, a couple of us had, you know, like, musical training, like, we were in band and whatnot, but, uh, you know, we just got together, like, yeah, let's play guitar, bass, drums, you know, we all bought our instruments, came back, and just started jamming, that's, you know, really where it started from there, you know. What made you decide to play bass? Um... 
it was fun. It was easy. Yeah. <laughs> Less to learn, I guess. Was um, that what your first thing that you got into when you joined in the um, band? Or? Actually, like in high school, I tried playing guitar, and uh, I was in another band, and I wasn't as good as some of the other guys, so I kind of got kicked out of that band, and then went to bass instead, <laughs> <laughs> and then went from there. So well, see, that's that's kind of cool though, because like you didn't give up, you know? What yeah, I mean? exactly. And you got out of the band, and you said, "I'm not stopping." Yeah. You know? So I, I definitely respect that. Um, uh, how did you form your band? How did you form your band? Um, actually, a lot of ads on Craigslist, MySpace, Facebook, yeah. around. Um, we started this band in college, so around the college campus, put ads up. What What worked best for you, though, as far as reeling something? Uh, most, certain... most of the, the guys we got were actually from the flyers we put up around campus. Yeah. Uh, you know, people came, tried out. You know, if we liked them, like, okay. Cool. I actually met one of the guys at house party. Yeah. Just jammed with him. Turned out to be pretty good. At the house party? No, no, not at okay. the house party. <laughs> hey, you got a guitar like, too. <laughs> <laughs> You're the guy that brings the guitar to the house party. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is always that guy, though. Yeah, you know. That's true. Let me play you an acoustic yeah. song, baby. <laughs> this is about my girlfriend who broke up with me <laughs> just ten minutes ago. Um, I'm broken. <laughs> so, uh, single serving friends. Uh, how did you guys decide on that name, and, and how many did you go through? I should say before you landed on it. Um, well, we were originally called Our Crowning Year, just a random name we came up with, and then um, we had a guy singer who left to go to school, chiropractic school. So then we when we got the girl singer, well, we're like, well, we can't really keep the same name. It's not really the yeah. same band. Um, so we were just sitting down watching Fight Club one day, and we're like, oh, that's cool, single seven friends, we'll go with that. It's actually Fight Club reference. Okay, you guys yeah. Didn't yeah, it's a great movie. I didn't, I didn't even put that together, but now that you said it, yeah, okay. Um, well, I'll tell you what, let's, let's give listeners a little sample of um, um, single serving friends with Midnight Society. Um, hopefully this boots up a lot faster than it did at home, because <laughs> the internet seems to be better here, but we'll find out. And I'll keep talking uh, until this pulls up. So how are you? <laughs> good, 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 good. Nice day. Um, we, well, let's, I guess I guess while we're waiting, uh, um, I mean, did you guys tour? And if so, what were some of the crazy ex- experiences you had? What were some of the crazy ex- experiences at the show that you did? Um, Actually, it was like three questions. In, in I dropped and busted my bass guitar. <laughs> <laughs> During the show? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so was the show pretty much done? Uh, no, then we kind of sat up there and we're like, um... Can I borrow somebody's bass? And like <laughs> nobody, ever, like because there's like the other bands there, and they're just like looking at me. I'm like, seriously, I, I won't drop this. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were playing with Every Avenue in Madison. Actually, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with them. They're kind of like a, a pop rock band from Michigan. But uh, we were just kind of sitting there, like. Um, we like borrow your bass. <laughs> just got us in there. I'm not gonna bust it. <laughs> and then like five minutes later, they're like, "Okay, something's showing on." That was pretty, pretty crazy. I guess. Did you so did you guys go on tour at all? Or? Uh yeah. I mean, we uh, played Wisconsin, Illinois, um, Northern Wisconsin. Um, so yeah, that's the extent of our touring. We didn't go like out to California or anything because you know it's expensive. And I think at the time, gas was like five bucks. Yeah. So, so what year was that? Was that the year like the, the gas was awesome? Yeah, the shoot up. Like five Let's go on tour. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was really hard to do that. So we kind of just limited ourselves to you know Wisconsin, and Illinois. Yeah. Did so you, oh, go ahead. So are you, are you guys still a band then? No, we're not a band anymore. Oh, here we go. Yes.
Um, I'm trying to pause it there so we can come back to it later. <laughs> uh, my phone. Uh, no, I, I'm really, I was really digging that stuff, and um, you know what I liked about it uh, is that you. You, it's, it, you, you can't tell with my phone, but, but through the headphones, um, you could hear the bass. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, um, you know, on, on songs, like, you know, the bass is, is pretty much mixed right into the rhythm. And, mm-hmm. like, I think that your bass kind of stands out. You can actually hear it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so, I mean, was that the idea going into it, or was that something that was mixed later or just kind of came out of the recording? Uh, I think we all kind of agreed on that that's the way we kind of wanted it. We didn't want to get it like lost in the shuffle because, like you said, yeah, a lot of songs you listen to, you know, it's kind of like make, you can't you can't hear it. Yeah. And uh, you know, we all are kind of like, well, we kind of want like a, a bass aspect to it as well. And I never went in writing like outlandish bass lines because we had two guitarists, and yeah. I don't want like stuff, you know, too crazy all mixed up, you know, and you can't tell what's what. So right, I try to keep it a little more simple. On that aspect, yeah, well, and it's interesting to say because you had two guitar guitarists. How do you? Because I know that I know that sometimes, yeah, you know, bass players are they're trying to write along with the you know same chords that the, the guitar is playing, mm-hmm. maybe like on different areas in the neck, but are uh, different tones. But when you got two guitarists going back and forth, I mean, wh- where do you go in there? You know, um, for me, you know, I think that it's really important to actually be the drummer's best friend yeah. you and the drummer got to work with each other because basically when you play bass you're the gap between the uh, guitarist the rhythm guitarist and the drummer so I mean um, it's an important role a lot of people don't think it is <laughs> yeah. but it is an important role so you kind of got to you got to play with the rhythm guitarist as well as the drummer and kind of like go from there yeah so. uh, yeah I definitely and, and I've, I've heard this I mean I've had my own opinion about it but I've heard this from millions of people that, that bass and drums are the backbone of a band yeah. and if you don't have that Everything just gets lost in the shuffle. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, I guess my next question was: being the bass player of the band, what was your role in, in the writing of the music? Um, I know you kind of just explain, explain, but you want to elaborate a little more on that? Yeah. Um, let's see here. Um, well, somebody, how we wrote is somebody would come to practice with a riff or whatever, whether it be a bass riff, whether it be guitar, whether it be drums, keyboard, piano, whatever. And uh, we kind of all just fed off of each other. So I would bring like a bass line that I had written and bring it there, you know, start playing it. And yeah. the guitarist, you know, does something, fills it in, and we got the drums. So that's how we kind of did it. So, you know, we all brought a little bit something. It wasn't always just one person writing every single song. Sure. So, so you guys, you guys kind of just jammed together, and like, it was, and that's how you, you came up with them? Because I know, so like, like you were just saying, like how some people write all the songs, or was it like someone came in with a song... And this is how they want it to be, and then someone kind of like tweaked it, or how? how did that, we did that too, um, but a lot of our songs, you know, just just came in with like a simple like bass line, guitar riff, drum beat, and just kind of worked off of that, which was actually pretty good. We actually worked pretty well together doing that way. But yeah, other times like somebody would actually come with like a complete song they had written. That's how they wanted it to be, but we all wanted like some sort of input so it just wasn't one person they got to take all the glory for everything right so right so how, how long ago were you guys a band because um, let's see our last regular show i think was probably may of 2008 and then we had the reunion show afterwards so 2008 actually 2009 that's what it was so to go off of that you know you guys didn't break up like your, your typical band breaks up. It wasn't like you guys had a falling out or anything. No. You know what I mean? Or or just, it was because 
you got um, when you were a singer or was going to school or uh, well I was actually me and the guitarist were both going to school and <clears throat> I had taken a hiatus because I had like my senior project I had to work on for about two months and you know that's all I had to do <laughs> yeah. focus on that and uh, so I went on hiatus and they <clears throat> had some uh, I told them it was okay if they brought in like a replacement bassist for the time being and by the time I was done, they were all kind of, you know, they were, I think they were just kind of done with it, kind of wanted to move on with other directions. Yeah. So they they all split up, basically. So that's, you know, it was just kind of... So you broke done. the band. <laughs> that's all <laughs> <it's all> you <laughs> So. Um, so, you know, how, how would you um, kind of describe your guys' sound? I know that, you know, I kind of referred to it as Paramore, but if, if you, if, if someone... You know, you were showing it, chopping it to the radio station, sure. and someone asked you that. What would you say? Um, well, when we first started out, we were like more of a pop punk band, I guess you could say. Yeah. Try to go like with a newfound glory, uh, Blink One Eight Two kind of yeah. sound, and then it kind of evolved into more of like a indie rock sound, I guess you could say. Um, <laughs> I mean, we didn't try to like put ourselves in a specific genre. We just, you know, wrote what we thought was good. Um, right. So no one, no one, no one came into practice one day and like, this is how I want to sound like. <laughs> I mean, we didn't, we weren't like, oh, let's, you know, let's do some rap. Yeah. <laughs> I like <laughs> this. I like this. Let's just turn it a little bit more Slipknot, right? Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and speaking of that, did you? I mean, were there were there ever times where you know you guys came in and someone's like, oh, I got, this. I really like this. Let let let's get it down. And you guys were just kind of like, ah, I don't think that's gonna work. Yeah. I mean, that did happen. Yeah. You know, we're like, oh well. I don't think this is so good, you know. Yeah. But one, per- you know, that happens. Yeah. The person gets mad <laughs> a little bit. You know, they they got over it though. So. Yeah. You know that happens to everybody. I think at least it happened with us. Yeah, it was one so. of the cool cool things that I um, I saw. I was watching on the Food Fighters documentary with Dave Grohl is that he was talking about you know like every band goes through goes through this. We just did it, you know, in in the public eye. So yeah. it's it's kind of cool. Um, well, so on that, on that song that we were just listening to, Midnight Servings, um, you, at the end of it, you guys are playing a track, I think, backwards, it sounds like. Um, does that sound familiar? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Sideways. <laughs> uh, yeah, at, at the very end, it kind of sounds like a track's being played backwards, and I just, I didn't know if it was... Um, oh, I think the producer just put that in. Okay. There, so, so do you, was, that, was that the song, um, part of the song that was playing, or is that from a different... Somewhere. Oh, that's that's probably just the end of the song that he put in there. Okay, so it just made it sound cool. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I really, I really dig that when when that's on songs. I know the Beatles had that quite a bit uh, in theirs. Um, so I am a huge fan of female singers. Uh, no, I am. I, I and in fact, one of my um, earlier uh, years of going to shows back in State College, Pennsylvania, was a show called Moped. Where the, the girl was the lead singer and she was she was playing guitar and she was really rocking out mm-hmm. and then like halfway through the show, the last four songs she switched back and played played uh, drums for okay. the band. You know what I mean? I, so I thought that was awesome. But uh, um, but you know prior to that you had a you had a guy uh, singer in your band. Uh, can you talk about the different dynamic uh, a female singer brings to an all guy band? Yeah, I mean it was definitely different when we first started out and she was actually pretty young. She was seventeen. We were all in our twenties. So I mean, it, it was definitely it was definitely different. I will say nothing. She, she, she lied about her age. <laughs> so she said she was out of high school. It did t- turn out she wasn't. But um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely different. But uh, you know, over time, she became one of the guys. And, you know, that's that's how we saw her. And uh, you know, she came, hung out with us, drank beers. 
at 17. It's way to be an influence. <laughs> we have to stop. No, when she was 21. <laughs> so, uh, How old is she now? Uh, 20. <laughs> she's 22, I think. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it was definitely different when we first started out because we're like, oh, like, chick singer in this band. And, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's different, but, you know, she became like one of the guys over time, so. You know, and we didn't really see too much difference. What about like writing when you're writing the songs? Um, you know, actually, I think she was probably a better writer. She's better at writing lyrics. As when the old guy was in there, we all kind of wrote lyrics, but she came in with some good lyrics. She had a huge book. You know, she just picked something out of it. We thought it was cool. We'd go with it. Um, I mean. She could pretty much play almost any instrument too, besides drums. She played guitar, she played bass, piano. So she's she was talented in that aspect. Um, she really had no formal singing training. She was never in choir or anything. So uh-huh. that's that. Well, she had, I mean, like you sounded like from what a little bit I heard, she had a good voice. Is, is that her playing piano at the beginning there? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, can you walk us through a typical day of uh, recording an album? For, I mean, for you know, people who haven't actually gone through the process of sure. doing it. Sure. Um, we recorded that EP in two days down in Madison at uh, DNA Studios. Um, so we had we actually we had some pretty long days, like 10-hour days doing that. But um, basically what happens is you can either lay down a scratch track, the drummer puts down a scratch track, like drums, and then... Uh, you record the guitars and stuff afterwards, and then the drummer does again. Depend, it you know it's the drummer's preference. Otherwise, the drummer lays on his track first. And does he do that? Does he? And I've heard like where they use like a click track for the drummer. Yeah, is that a lot of um? Yeah, he puts on a click track. So is that just the timings, or is that actually getting some of the music pumped in there so you can hear where to make the changes? Um, if he wants to go the stra- uh, scratch track, um. A guitarist, you know, he can play the song and then he'll go off of that. Okay. Otherwise, he'll just lay the straight drum parts down for everything. It's a lot faster to do it that way, and that's how we did it. So he had all the songs, you know, memorized, all the changes, really good. He uses click track. So that's how we did it. Um, so he laid down all the tracks for all the songs, and then um, I went in, I did the bass parts for all the songs, so it was drums and bass, and then they added the two guitar parts on there and then piano was next and then singing was last okay so um yeah it takes a long time to do all that because you know sometimes you gotta start stop again you know make sure you're playing everything right how much would you how much input would you say that you guys had on you know um say uh I, i don't feel that 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 take was my best take. Can I do another one? I mean, it was pretty much the, you know, because you guys had like a, a producer, I'm assuying? Yeah, we had a producer. I mean, so how much of that did you leave in his hands as compared to your guys' control of it? Um, you know, it was probably about 50-50. Um, you know, for me, I think I did a couple songs maybe three times. Yeah. And usually each of us did like about three takes, you know, and we picked our best take out of it. And... And if, uh, you know, you really didn't like one, you can do another one. Um, like like I said, we work on a time constraint, so we, we kind of limited it to three 
takes per song, and that worked out pretty good. I mean, we practiced a whole bunch before we went in there, so... So there was never a moment, like, where you came in there with your shirt ripped off and a bottle of Jack and said, <laughs> fuck you, and threw I against the wall. I hate you guys, and I'm gonna fuck I'm gonna, you. I'm gonna in this booth as long as I want. But no, there's none of that. <laughs> let's ask the real so. questions. Well, everybody really wants to know, how were the roadies? Oh, we actually did it all ourselves. Uh, and, uh, the original singer, the guy, he had this huge like Rhodes piano, and that thing was a beast. And actually, some homeless guy at the rave one time, he's like, "Dude, can can you just give me something?" We're like, uh, "Here, take this piano." <laughs> he was like, "This piano, bro. <laughs> like he could carry it to us." You're like, oh, "Don't worry about it, dude." <laughs> Let's take another listen to our sample here from uh, Single Serving Friends. This is called Save My Life. She was 17? Yeah. Wow, she's got some chords on her for 17. <laughs> um, did you... How much... How much um, musical... Uh, what's the word like for? Background? Musical background. How many, how many, how many lessons did you take? No. Um, Six. I mean, <laughs> was it something you just picked up, started doing tabs, or did you, did you go and get you know, uh, trained? I or? never had any formal lessons. I just kind of picked it up. Yeah. You know, self-taught myself on the internet. Basically, played some scales in my scale book. You know, that's how I, that's how I did it. So I never actually had any formal training on yeah. guitar. Bass. So just add, add water and, and watch it grow. Yep, basically. <laughs> that, that's pretty amazing, man, because it, it does sound really good and, and professional. I was, like I said earlier, I was really surprised. Not not so much surprised that, you know, oh, it does sound good, but, you know, like a lot of times when you hear people in there, I mean, was this your guys' first recording or second recording? Uh, that's our second recording. Second recording. Our first one was 
kind of like demos that we did in the basement. But even but even then, like, was it because this was was on a major label or on a? We actually had gotten contacted by Victory Records down in Chicago. But, but, but this was all your guys' money putting in there. Yeah, right? that was all our money. Putting so in I'm there. assuming so, like yeah, you it was independently produced. But so I assume so. you like weren't pumping millions of dollars. No, in there, right? no, we weren't. So that's what I'm saying is that like the, the quality sounds really. A lot of times when you get bands that go into the studio using their own money, you know, with time constraints and stuff like that, you don't get it doesn't get mixed as well. It doesn't, you know what I mean? And I think that that sounds very well. So I'm I'm, I'm really impressed. I don't know if that means much to you or you guys. It definitely does. <laughs> or the home viewers, but. Uh, um, well, let, let me ask you this, and we'll get a quick, couple more quick questions, and we'll wrap it up. Uh, you know, what is your current take on the music industry today? And I mean, do you do you think? I mean, I know you guys are, you, you described it as pop punk, but I kind of encompass that in the rock. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think rock's dying out? Do you think it's going to have a comeback? I mean, wh- how do you feel about the industry today? Um, you know, it really depends. Um, a lot of it, it's saturated, but at the same time, I think rock is better now than it, it was. You know, in the '90s, possibly. Yeah. Um, because I mean, you have more choice. As back in the day, you, you didn't have as much choice on the internet. But is a band going to make money nowadays? Not like they used to. So, you know, it's a give and a take. Well, and and to go with that, I, I'm I'm just curious because you guys you guys do have your songs on on MySpace. Um, you know, I, obviously I know you guys aren't together anymore, but I'm assuming that you had it up when you were together. Yeah. Um, and were they downloadable? Uh, I think of maybe one song was downloadable. The rest you had to buy the CD. So, you know, growing up my time, like you, you know, it was all about we made sure we sold our stuff. You, yeah. Nothing would ever go out free. But like that's completely different now. Like, exactly. Stuff goes out on iTunes. I mean, people put stuff on their page you can download. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the most recent Foo Fighters album, I heard the whole album before it even came out, per the Foo Fighters yeah. on their page. I mean, how? How do you feel about that? How does how does a band make money off of that? If someone can pretty much download their songs and not, you know, it's it's definitely a lot harder to make money yeah. doing it that way. Um, but I think at the same time, you know, it gives fans more choice. You know, if they really do like their mu- your music, you know, they are gonna buy the CD. Because yeah. I had kids come up to me and show like, oh yeah, could I buy your CD? I heard it on the internet. I think you know, I think this is great. So, you know, it, there's there's good and bad. So. Obviously, t- you take the good with the bad. So yeah, yeah, of course. Um, well, what does it take to to make it in a band these days? If you had to speak to the kind of aspiring youth um, of today, you know, high school bands trying to make it out there, or you know, a little bit older ones are in college. Yeah. What, you know, what do you think it takes to make it? If you have nothing going on, you can make it. <laughs> if you have nothing to do, you'll probably make it. Yeah. Because I mean, it's the bands who get out there tour. You know, practice every day. You know, that's that's an important thing. Some bands will be like, oh, let's get together once a month. That's not going to work. Yeah. I mean, you have to practice every day. You got to get your songs down. You got to get your show down. So basically, your life is the band, and yeah. that's that's pretty much the only way you're going to make it. Yeah, see, a couple of my <clears throat> couple of my friends have they have their own bands. Uh, one of my buddies has a Milwaukee band, and they they started a long time ago, um, and then they kind of got off, and then you know, obviously. I, you know, it's his own thing. What what happened, and then then now he's trying to restart it up. Now that he's older, uh, another one of my buddies has gone around and he's kind of toured around. He ended up moving out to California to try and press his album because this is all he wants to do is just mm-hmm. you know music. So, do you think that because uh, you were speaking to rock and I, like I know like he would like both of them were telling me about how this is so hard to get everything out there. Like like people listen to it and they're like oh yeah like he was saying you can just download it and whatnot. Um, 
what do you think is the best venue to sell your songs if you were if you're trying to sell your songs then just concerts because i mean like i know a lot of bands especially like bands that i used to listen to that grew up through the the dreaded 90s sure. apparently <laughs> um, um not but, that the 90s but, are bad i mean i like a lot of bands in the 90s i always but. look at the uh, 80s and i i think this The '80s are pretty bad too. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but like, 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 obviously the newer rock's coming out, but uh, it's it seems to be more in, induced with uh, rap and pop and stuff mixed yeah. into it now too. So, um, uh, I guess the best venue to sell your music. I mean, just going out there. So going to sound. Yeah, I mean, concerts is one, but like word of mouth, like your friends. Yeah. I mean, that's a big thing. You might not think it mm-hmm. is, but like, you tell somebody, check this band out, you know, and they like it. They they tell five of their friends and then five of their friends, you know, as lame as that sounds. I mean, that's what I don't know. I think it sounds lame. <laughs> I just think if you don't have any friends, well, then yeah, <laughs> if you don't have any friends, get friends. Key to a band, get friends. <laughs> don't have anyone in your band that doesn't have any friends. <laughs> and the power of the high schooler. I mean, that's a big thing too. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, high schoolers. That you know, what, that's what sells. What would you say was was that uh, most of your your shows like? What type of uh, demographic? Oh, uh, there's a lot of high schoolers, um, but then a lot of college kids too. So it's kind of a mix between the two. I mean, we played at a lot of colleges, so we played to that crowd, but we also played at Legion halls or whatever, and tried to get the high school kids to come out. And those were actually our biggest shows, you know. Yeah. Everybody in the you know high school comes out to see your show <laughs> at the Legion hall. I mean, you get yeah. you know 200 kids there. So. Well, I'll follow that up with the the last question and probably the most difficult question uh, on here is is that uh, does being in a, a band get you laid? Right. <laughs> You're on record. You're on oath. Well, I always had a girlfriend, so uh, I can't. Say. So no, not for me. But you know, you had a girlfriend yeah, and a band, and you couldn't get laid. What's wrong with you, ladies? What's wrong with you? For my girlfriend, I did. Girls. <laughs> Uh, I just I, I knew that one was going to be the catch-all. Um, well, no, that's good, man. I I, I, uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks, man. All your questions and uh, or all my questions. Me. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, well, you know, let me follow that up with uh, what what is your plans in the future? I mean, uh, is a band maybe in your future again? Um, you know, it's possible. It's a possibility. Um, nothing as serious as my old band was, but you know, playing at bars and stuff. It's cool. Using yeah. paycheck, a yeah. extra money. That was fun. Yeah, something on the side, possibly I would consider doing, but nothing like that. I put my life into. So. Yeah, like I didn't that my old band. So, if you could speak to the uh, a kid picking up a a piece today, what would be your one piece of advice? Practice a lot. I mean, yeah. if you want to <laughs> practice, you know, and don't be afraid to like go out there and you know do what you want to do. You know, just do it. <laughs> Basically, jump in there. All right, well, I'd like to thank Jason Seibeck for being on the show. We'll thank you again here in a few minutes, oh, but uh, we'll round out that interview. That was a great interview. Um, look more for Jason sometime soon at a bar local near, near you. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and look for Jazzy there, too. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> We here at the <laughs> Amazingly Pop Show, we like to support all music, all comics, all artists, all movies. Uh, look forward to more interviews with musicians, directors, artists, and sports and sports analysts. That's, analysts. Right. Uh, that's about all the time we have for the show, folks. So if you have any questions, uh, or if we didn't have, if, if you have any questions that we didn't ask here at the Amazingly Pop Show, 
Uh, Cute right. and bad. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't asking shit. Uh, you can find us at baldmove.com or on Facebook at the Amazingly Pulp Show or on Twitter at the Amazingly uh, Amazingly PS at the Amazingly PS. Uh, if you want to hear more from single serving friends, you can find them at. Uh, be single serving friends. I don't know, at myspace.com. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. I think it was myspace.com slash single serving friends. But if you get lost, <laughs> he doesn't know where it is either. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been a while, guys. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll post the link up on the show. I think you guys should check it out. Get on there. Try to try to get them to come back. Uh, they got some great songs on there. Anywhere else they can find your music at? Um, probably not. I'm at sure the they're somewhere. <laughs> of our CD. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bobby Light, any place they can find you at? I'm all over. <laughs> Look for more Bobby Light in the future, uh, bringing us the best and the latest and greatest in sports and people falling over the railing. Uh, Jazzy, you have anything? I, I just want to say it was a good show today, and I was excited. And I want to thank everybody because we haven't thanked them enough. Thank you. Thank you, too. <laughs> uh, this one goes out to... Uh, Wait, we'll get to that here in a minute. Um, I do want to say uh, this is the most you've talked in a show in the last two shows. <laughs> Seeing how they interview. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you did it, uh, if you haven't followed us lately, we did do two interviews. One with the uh, guys from Blue Yonder, uh, Jim Jones and Aaron Hubbard. Uh, they are our senior cast at um, BaldMove.com. It's a it's a great interview. It cuts in and out a little bit, but for the most part, the guys come off great. Uh, we also did an interview with Unshaven Comics online. Uh, check that one out. Uh, those are great. They're not our typical cast because they are straightforward interviews through the whole thing, but they are a good show, good time. Uh, check them out. Uh, special thanks goes out to uh, Carrie Coons today for uh, taking photos. We're going to be posting those up on the Amazingly Pulp Show on Facebook, so you can look forward to those. And I will tag everybody and anybody on Facebook in that picture. I don't give a shit if I piss you off. Uh, Facebook theory. Uh, we uh, want to say good night. Good riddance. We'll see you next Sunday. This is the Amazingly Pulp Show. J-Hat signing off. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Ditto. (laughs) Roger. (laughs) We'll see you next time on the Amazingly Pulp Show. This is the end, my 